how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Uh, I'm not Good. the fourth child. I'm not the fourth child. I'm, but I am the fourth child, though. <laughs> really? No, in reality, I, I oh. am literally the fourth child. Okay, so why are you the child? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, here you go again. Here you go again. <laughs> the inevitable question, right? Yeah. Oh, y'all really want me to answer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no, you don't got to answer. We just look it up. I like would like to know the answer. Yeah, you definitely want the answer. Yeah. Okay, you you want that? Yeah, okay, so answer. let's take a vote. How many people? <laughs> no, seriously, in the whole room, read the room. Everybody want to know. Jeez. Okay. All right. So, when I started rapping, uh, a long, long time ago, long, long time ago, I was a, a battle rapper, you know, and that's what I wanted to do. I would like go to freestyle like Wednesdays and stuff like that. I was a battle rapper, and so I just had a bunch of gun bars and all kinds of stuff like that because it was like just clever stuff. I listened to the locks and all that, you know. Yeah. Either way. Um, I'm actually the youngest of four kids, not five kids. And so I have three older siblings. It was two years between all of them, but then three years between the sister right above me and me. I always wonder why my parents broke that pattern of the two years or whatever. And so I remember I was um, talking to my mom and my sister one day. I was like 18 years old, and I was going by a different rap name and everything. And I was asking my um my mom, like, because I know she's never had her tube side or anything. So I was like, did you ever get pregnant again after I was born and not keep the baby? And she and my sister just kind of stopped and looked at each other. And they were like, she said, I didn't get pregnant after you were born. I got pregnant before you were born. And we already had three. And, you know, your dad was like, hey, look, we already got too many kids. We need to go on. And so they ended up terminating the pregnancy. And she was just, like, devastated and stuff. And so... um. She was at the hospital actually about to have a tubal ligation, and my grandmother was trying to talk her out of it. Like, no, don't do it. Like, make it an even number. You know, you know we like big families. Just saying whatever she could to talk her out of it. And so she's already got the gown on and everything. Uh, the nurse walks in with the clipboard like, all right, Ms. Brown, you ready to go? And she was like, you know what? I can't do this. Got wow. up and walked out. Nine months later, I was born. And so I didn't find that out till I was 18. So it was like, dang, I almost didn't make it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like somebody was sacrificed for me to be here. Yeah. So if I'm going to make music, if I'm just going to live, period, I need to live with purpose. Wow. I need to make sure that I'm doing something significant and not just talking about whatever in my music. So um, that the name Fifth Child is a reminder to me mm-hmm. that, like, look, somebody yeah. else, you know, wow. could have been. Yes. That's a deep that was a story worth telling, bro. Can we wrap this up? That was deep. We wouldn't. I would have never known. I would never. Wow. Um, what is your songwriting process like? I hate writing. <laughs> really? So who writes your music? No, I write it. <laughs> Look, hey, in twenty twenty three, it's a valid question. Right. But no, I, I write all my own music, but. The thing is, like, I'm not one of those artists that can just sit down now and just write. I used to could write mm-hmm. about nothing. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me to do that now. So now, in between each album, rather than releasing every year, I normally take, like, two, three years between each project because I need to live. Right. So I can actually have something to talk about, yes. you know, so that when I do write, it just it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, last weekend, I wrote two songs. You know, and it was like in the middle of the night, like woke up at four o'clock in the morning and wrote. And so because I have um, control of the whole process, I got a studio at home. I was able to produce the song, write the song, record the song, mix the song, master the song. And so, yeah. 
So normally it ha- it happens in spurts like that. So mm-hmm. from from start to finish, it might be like a two three hour period. Mm. Okay. So how do you go about making your song? What so, do you think about when you're writing down the music? So okay, no, so that's that's a that's a great question. So um. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm about to have a kid. Like it could happen yeah, right now. I'm watching my phone in case I get the phone call. And like, hey, I gotta go. I know. You know the water broke. Yeah. But so, um, so I, I wrote. I was just telling Kamikaze this a minute ago that I wrote my Will Smith "Just the Two of Us" type of song. You know, for my it. son. Okay. And so, um, and and once, like I said, once I lock in on the subject. It's and I get that first line. Mm-hmm. It just it's it comes okay. after that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a wrap because I've already I have all the stuff just bottled up, mm-hmm. you know, to where it just comes up. And now it's like, okay, how am I gonna say? It? How do I pay attention to the cadence and making it not only not not only making the lyrics there, but making sure it's fun to say? Because if yeah. it's fun to say, it's gonna be fun to hear. Mm. Mm. So you know? how do you go about adding the beat to the song? So I always produce first. Mm. Okay. Because I'm while I'm not always inspired, like I said, I only write when I feel like I have something to write about. Yeah. I'm always inspired to produce. So mm. in my room, I'm, I might have like 1,800 vinyl mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll sample a lot, you know, just playing records in the morning while I'm getting ready and find stuff like, oh, yeah, man, I'm about to chop that up, and, you know, make this beat. And so I have a ton of beats that are sitting there. But then and sometimes I'll make stuff to sell. Sometimes I'll make stuff and I just want to hear something on it. So mm-hmm. I'll get like a... Migos acapella and throw it on a soul beat, you know, yeah, just so I can hear someone. Yeah. But then a lot of times it's like if it really sticks to me, and all it takes is the first line. Like I said, if I if I get that first line while I'm out raking leaves or something like that, mm-hmm. I get that first line. The rest of the song just starts coming out. What is your target audience? You. <laughs> You're my target my audience. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I do not. That's that's not my area of expertise. No, but and you know I've think I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's it's funny that you asked that because, um, I had to realize that artists in general, not even just me, mm-hmm. like man, make music that you like, mm-hmm. and that people that like the kind of music that you like would like that to listen to. Yeah. That should be your goal. Because when you start doing stuff that's not authentic, mm-hmm. people can see right through you, and they'll know, like, yeah, yeah this yeah. don't, this feels forced, yeah. and, and I'm not with it, you know. Yeah. So, what does oh, oh. the song "Out of Space" spits mean to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nardwar? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, so "Out of Space" spits. I like. I used to make. So many beats, just like all the time. And I was using, uh, I started on FL Studio, and so um, there's a group. I'm not even, gonna, I'm not gonna tell you where I got my sample from, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I sampled this song, and I got um, a homeboy, homeboy, my name uh, Marcus Phillips, aka Seven Thirty, and I had this beat, and it was like at the time, the, a lot of his music was like spacey kind of sounding. I'm like, so this is hard and southern. Mm-hmm and knocking drums and it has like a spacey kind of sample to it and i'm like i feel like he and i could do something real cool to this so i um played it for him and he was like oh yeah and we gonna call it out of space bits and i remember being at his house and recording the song and then there's a part at the i think at the end where it's like it's supposed to, it's stupid okay first of all it's billy d williams like drinking a coke 45 but we actually like okay we're gonna go to the store and get a can of sprite and crack it open and 
ah, you know yeah. but either way it's just it's just a song that's fun that uh it's really not about anything at all but it's just fun lyrically and it's really fun to perform you know because i don't collaborate with artists a lot mm -hmm. so um it was cool to have that back and forth with him Heck yeah. that was like one of the first the star of the 730 experience was like one of the first Incredible. albums i owned from a, a jackson artist and i just always remembered that track so i had to ask you about it that's yeah that's, that's awesome yeah and that was like that was the one beat that i produced uh on on his album you know so the fact that he wanted it for his for his project that, that meant a lot and that was like the kind of the real genesis of our of our close friendship what has been the biggest career highlight so far for you hmm. <laughs> the biggest career highlight mm -hmm. something that I guess you're most proud of in your career so oh, far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you. So, um, honestly, I would say getting my, my album on vinyl. Oh, wow. <laughs> getting, my, getting my last two albums on vinyl. And actually, because I'm a vinyl collector, mm -hmm. um, just holding it in my hands for the wow. first time, you know, I was like, man, this is incredible. And I mean, because there's been other things like, you know, performing with Snoop Dogg. A lot of people don't know when I was like 15, I rapped with the Black Eyed Peas. Y'all remember the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> At Howlin' Mouth. I was like, I was on stage freestyling with Will I Am and then I was like 14 years old. Like him. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing so well. I know, we were doing so well. Freaking Will I Am. <laughs> You, I mean, just say the usual. Like, say you like T Pain. You, like, you know, I get that all the time. I don't look like you, Lil Wayne. See, you know. But yeah, so I mean, there's that. There's the the Rolling Stone thing. There was getting flown out to Minnesota to perform at a college. There's you know, Jazz Fest. You know, just like there's been a lot of really cool moments. But I don't ever like to feel like I'm being validated by somebody else recognizing mm. who I've known that I was all along. Mm. So for me, like I said, getting my album on vinyl and holding that in my hands, like I worked so hard yeah. for this, you know, and I, I paid for this out of my own pocket. I didn't get a label's permission to do anything like, you know. So yeah, for sure. So where can we see you at this week? At Martin's. Okay. Mm -hmm. At Martin's on uh Friday the 13th and look I already said like I'm, I'm old man the show starts at like 10 and Ooh. I go on at like 1245 oh mm. mm. so you need to get a nice little coffee <laughs> 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 Who's the Red Bull? you got yeah. it oh man <laughs> <laughs> before you know. go can I ask you about the Briarwood art you can absolutely ask me about <laughs> Briarwood art so let's, let's start let's over let's, let's do the whole segment over <laughs> but no yeah so um I, I bought a bando in my <laughs> neighborhood and Flipped it into a arts and community center. That's what's up. Yeah, so uh, Briarwood so Art Center. So, and, and it's not Fifth Child Art Center. Mm -hmm. It is Briarwood Art Center. It's about the community. It's mm -hmm. much bigger than me. It's about way more than me. And so just creating a, a space for creatives. And, and I'm not saying that experts are not welcome, mm -hmm. are not welcome. But it's really specifically targeted for those people who have that curiosity mm -hmm. and like, oh, yeah, man, I'm kind of interested in this, but I'm kind of scared to mm -hmm. make the leap because, you know, I might not get it right. Well, that's who we want. Yeah, come right. on. Come come screw up. Yeah. Come mess up. Come figure it out. You know, that's exactly what the space is for. So we're connecting those people who are that, that curious tribe. We're connecting them with OGs who can give them some insight like this is stuff that I wish I would have known 
eight years ago right. when I got started. Let me tell you now. Let me give you that game. And um, yeah, we've already had a, a lot of really cool programs. And I mean, it's only it's only going up yes. from where it is now. Shout so. out to you for that. I love it. I love Most it. Definitely. We're wrapping it up. She said we're it up. Thank you so much. We thank you for coming out. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. We'll look forward to seeing you out this week in Jackson. Hey, they're going to have to stand on this. Congratulations on the Bone of Love Joy. Yes, thank you. That's on the way. Jazz Brown. Jazz, Jazz Brown. Brown. Shout out to what Jessica. Tell her I said hey. Yes. Oh, she loves you so much. I love Jessica. JT, shout out to her for rapping on couples therapy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Guest speaker is her. Yeah, guest speaker is. I Jessica. love it. I saw her performing at Flamingo, and I was like, "That's so dope." <laughs> I messaged her. I was like, "Y'all so dope." But yeah, okay.